going on, Joel? Not much, man. Not much. Anything new? Chilling like a villain. Chilling. Chilling like a villain. Yeah. It's good to do. Good to do. Yeah, we're back at it with some whiskey reviews. Yeah. Can't wait. You got a series you want to do, right? Uh, Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, we're still kind of doing the whole let's try to cover stuff. Right. Because the whole low and high end will take us a eternity. Uh huh. Yeah. But so far, I kind of like what we're we're doing now and getting some stuff out the way. Yeah. How many bottles do you think you have? I mean, how how many episodes do you think we can continue this odds and ends series? <laughs> A while. <laughs> Maybe like um, eight more episodes. Maybe ten. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I got about I got at least eight or ten bottles I can I can do. Yeah. <clears throat> A good problem to have. Yeah. And as we know, every year there's something always new that sometimes we get, sometimes we don't get. So that's right. <laughs> it's never a uh, low supply of releases in the uh, whiskey world. So I said last episode, I said I'm gonna, I'm going to bring something big next. But yeah, that'll be next episode. Next episode, because we're gonna just focus episode. on your series mm-hmm. this time, and then next episode. Okay, gotcha. I got a, I got a, ba- a banger. Hmm. Okay. Of an oddball. An oddball banger, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. Scotch. Scotch. Oh, it's a scotch. Scotch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today, uh. We've been talking about this distillery for a while. Oh. Another craft distillery that's based in our home state of Wisconsin. Um, well, not our home state. Dylan's from Michigan. I'm from Virginia, but <laughs> technically, yeah, technically, currently, it's our home state. But um, yeah, um, today we're going to focus on the people that actually, I'm assuming they're the first ones that used red corn for the first time. And I think you may have an inkling of who I'm talking about when I use the word red corn. Huh. Well. Nothing? No. Uh, Doesn't ring a bell, but it's either going to be Blue Ash Farms. No. Okay. Uh, J. Henry. J. Henry. It is? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's probably not what you think. Or Dancing Goat. Yeah, yeah, we did Dancing Goat. I think the last... Two episodes, I think. Did we ever cover Jay Henry at all on this? Um, not yet. Really? Surprisingly. Not to my knowledge. Well, anyway. I've had two bottles of theirs, and you've had multiple bottles of theirs. Yeah, you had the Bellafontaine and then the The standard release. Really good stuff. Well, today I'm going to bring something that has been released for two weeks now. Something that they've never done before. So today I bring... J. Henry for a green rye. Huh. Yeah, so they came out with this product a with couple weeks corn? ago. Well, hmm? what, what about this is red corn? I think they use red corn all the time instead of just oh. regular corn. Okay. I think they always use red. Um, huh. But yeah, this released dropped uh, about two weeks ago or so forth. Um, I know they're doing some events around here in the Milwaukee area. Um, it was a distillery only release, but I think it's starting to pop up 
in some local liquor stores here in the Milwaukee area. Um, yeah. Straight rye, mm-hmm. four grain. It was so hard to find some details. I don't know the percentages of these, but usually when you have a four grain whiskey, um, you're going to have um, corn, which in this case, I think red corn, um, wheat. rye, wheat, and malted barley. Huh. Let's and commence. of course, it's not a fresh quart pop, but I think you might like this one. And I think when I reached out to you before we, or even before I think I was going to have an opportunity to get this bottle, I sent you, you know, the information about them coming out with the rye, and you're like, oh yeah. man, yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on that because cocktails. Yep. Which I think you can. So we're going to get into the price or so forth later on in this episode, but. Um, when I cracked it open two days ago, I was highly impressed because <coughs> this is their first time making rye. Usually they just are bourbon and then they do a lot of finishes and a lot of blending. Hmm. Now, I don't know if this rye is blended. I will assume that it it must because that's what they do. And if none of you know, um, the great master blender nancy freely she um works with jay henry so yeah you know their products are always going to be pretty much top tier when it comes to blending it's like floral uh yeah on the nose right yeah Mm -hmm. floral and sweet i don't think i ever had a four grain rye i had four grain bourbons before but not a rye at least not to my knowledge I mean, the thing is, it's like, I, when I had this nose, I was like, Dylan's going to like this because when I smell this, you get that fruited, fruitiness uh-huh. and also that crazy malt. Huh. So I'm thinking that the malt percentage must be pretty high in this mash bill, but I can't find the details on it so far. Yeah, a little... Uh... Because it doesn't smell Virgin like a rye yeah. going on there. does not smell like a rye whatsoever. It smells so malty. Is it? Did they mention anything about the casks used? Um, no. Not to my knowledge. Huh. Actually, let me read these details. I almost think that they're, they're picking up a little French cask. French oak. So this is what it's saying. <clears throat> For over 75 years, our family has grown superior corn, wheat, and rye on Henry Farms. We are proud to offer a unique rye whiskey made with these high-quality grains. The key to this rare four-grain rye is the use of Spooner rye, developed in 1985 by Professor Robert A. Forsberg with the University of Wisconsin Department and at the Spooner. What what is this? Wisconsin Department of Agronomy? What is that? I never heard of that before. If I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> Don't know. So it's a agricultural research station. So cool. I wonder what he was going for. Yeah. So this high yield probably. This ride was um, granted plant variety protection by the United States Department of Agriculture in nineteen ninety six. 
We combined spoon of rye, red corn, so I was right, a glacier wheat with barley malt to offer you this signature four grain rye. The result is a truly unique experience. Mm. Reward yourself and celebrate the fruits of your labor. From our farm to you, J. Henry. Well, so, red corn, spooner rye, and glacier wheat. So far, I'm really picking and It's like a dessert uh, on the, the noses. It's just so sweet and floral. A lot going on. Almost like uh, Irish whiskey at times. Yeah, this is what I'm like saying about that malt, you know? Yeah, malt, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. When I had this pour, I was like, this this is definitely a one of one. I don't think I never had a rye like this. Agronomy. Huh. Mm-hmm. 100 proof. So, you get the... This is definitely unique. Yeah. You definitely get the taste of, you know, the peppery, you know, from that rye, but it's not like the bacon spice type of stuff. Yeah. I think that malted barley or that glacier wheat Mm-hmm. That they use must cut down that spice level. Like you get it, but it's not like, you know, your everyday rye whiskey. Right. Usually, yeah, this is very different. So with it, with rye, is it? Because I don't really know the answer to this, but maybe you do. Do do they have to reach a certain percentage of rye to call it rye or is it just any yeah, amount cause you of got rye? Those, you got those barely legal ryes like Pikesville. Uh, I want to say that Rittenhouse might so there's, be barely there's a, there's a minimum amount. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember okay. what standard that is for it to be like called a, you know, full on rye. Mm-hmm. And as we know, most of these um, businesses now with the rye products, since MGP has so much success with the whole 95.5 rye mash bill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now everyone else is doing it, even if it's not coming from MGP itself. They just... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it doesn't taste sweet. It's very dry. Mm-hmm. Finish is really dry. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, when you had this, I was like, maybe... Dylan probably can't make a cocktail out of this. I mean, it could be a cocktail-inspired whiskey. And we're going to get into the price soon. But mm-hmm. I think that is a great sipper. Yeah. It doesn't leave you empty-handed with nothing. It's just like, oh, okay, it's a rye. Usually yeah. when you have rye, you're like, oh, okay, this would be good in a cocktail. And it's okay as a sipper. But this right here is a different animal. Mm-hmm. Subtle. It's not like... Pikesville or other no heavy hitting rise um, that just cut through everything if you put it in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish mm. I knew the mash bill and the percentage of what they use, but I couldn't find anything. 
Whatever J. Henry is doing with her casks, I really like because their their cask influence really cuts through. I mean, it's just it's very it's not overly done, but it you taste it. Oh yeah, you in taste every it. one of their products, you really taste the cask. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's so creamy too. The mouthfeel is very great. Very oily up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to our point that we talked about before with these craft distilleries, not just here in Wisconsin, but <laughs> mostly anywhere now, there's a lot of states that have their craft distilleries that could compete with Kentucky. Just about... Jay Henry is one of them for yeah, sure. Yeah. However, how how big a place is it? Do you you haven't uh, been there? Have you? Yeah, I've been there. You've been there. Yeah, I've been there a few times. Um, <clears throat> uh, how big is their like warehouse or Rick House? So, they have barns, not Rick houses. Mm-hmm. And from what I see on social media, it seems like when they do get barrels in. Somehow, I think it's supply. I don't know who supplies it from, but it seems like when Dancing Goat gets their barrels or something, I think Jay Henry gets it for, from them. Not sourcing from them, but like as far as barrels. Oh, really? Oh, who, Dancing, whoever they're using. Because they... Dancing Goat is like the the biggest distillery here in Wisconsin. And they actually have a Kentucky-style rickhouse. First ones huh. to ever do it in, huh? in Wisconsin, Dancing Goat. Okay. So I don't know if they use their rickhouse to age some of their stuff too, but I know in some of their barns, and I know they were building more barns, kind of similar, similar to what Starlight does. I still call it a rickhouse because, other than the barn, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean it's just the different name for it. It may yeah. not look like a rickhouse, but you're doing rickhouse things in a yeah thing that's not a rickhouse. Uh, yeah, it's still a rickhouse to me. You're not storing wheat and uh, <laughs> yeah. hay for animals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking that they get their barrels from them when um, Dancing Goat gets their shipment. Because they're not too far away from each other either. They're like in the same neck of the woods. But as far as I know, I'm just assuming that they might age their stuff in some of that rickhouse area of Dancing Goat because it's so big. But I don't think they do. Because... I think when I was last year, they were building maybe a third or fourth type of barn to age or stuff. I could be wrong, but I know they had two for sure that we went into. Hmm. What yeah. kind of still do they have? Uh, Did you see it? I'm trying to remember if I saw the still. Um, I can't remember. I'm assuming just like everyone else's, but they're like, not, they're not sourcing. They're no, they're not sourcing. Making no. their own stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because so this is this doesn't taste like anything yeah. sourced. This so definitely, as far as we know, them and Driftless, you know, are not sourcing. And I'm assuming Lacrosse is the same way. Yep. And Dancing Goat, obviously, they source and they they make it known that they source because they take pride in what they do to MGP yeah, whiskey. Because they're going for yeah. <laughs> way off the mm-hmm. path on, on some of the stuff they're putting out. 
<clears throat> well, so far, this is right up there with all their other products. Great. Just great. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how it's not sweet. I really yeah, yeah. like. I, yep. I, I really like. There's some sweetness in there, but it's not overly sweet. No, the smell. It smells sweet, and it smelled floral and all that up at the beginning. But then, then you taste it, and it's like. I mean, this is definitely bone dry. A Dylan style rye oh. here. Yeah, it's good. So, what what is your takes on it? I mean, for I'm pretty sure you still will use it as far as cocktails. But like, right when I tell you the price, but before I tell you the price, how are you feeling? Are you feeling that this will be a bottle that you will get strictly for, you know, Manhattans or something? Or you would could this totally be, use this for a Manhattan. Or will you usually, you know, mainly use it as a sipper? Aye. Or just 50-50? Both, yeah. Okay. 50-50, both. Because this is really enjoyable. I never think of a rye when I'm like, oh, I need something to sip on. Let me go find a rye. I, yeah. I never think of a rye. I think of either really, because I only have like three or four bourbons that are, yeah. and they're all high but end. You, you like Rittenhouse, <clears throat> and like I was explaining, that's like yeah. a ba- barely legal yeah. rye, basically almost a bourbon to, or at like some point. Um, uh, high West rye. I never think of that to just like, oh, I'll sip on this stuff. Oh, the double rye? Yeah, yeah. the double rye. So, how much do you think this goes for? $64. Close. Cheaper. Cheaper than 50? Yeah, I got it for 49.99. Okay, all right. Yeah, 50, 50 even. Yeah, cuz their bourbon is like 50 mm-hmm. or 45, right? Yeah. I don't know what the actual MSRP is, but the place I got it from was 49.99, so 50 bucks. Not bad. Which rye is usually more expensive than bourbon because rye is more expensive. It's more expensive grain to use, but wow. that's why I would like to see the percentage. And this is this unaged stated, but it also says uh, straight rye on there. So kind of yeah, indicating that it's less than four and over two years old. But imagine if this was 10 years old. Man, this, this would be... Hey. I'm pretty sure awesome. they got. I'm pretty sure it's coming. Hmm. All right, fifty bucks. And I'm pretty sure they got some high proof versions of this too in that warehouse. <laughs> I know they do. They got to. It's just really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect balance of... And it's a job well done by... Uh, sweetness. Jay Henry. Dry. I mean, I was waiting for them to do a ride because a lot of the other Wisconsin distilleries did it, and they didn't do it. And I'm like, man, I wonder what's taking them so long. And they did it. I wish I would have got my hands on their maple-finished um, <laughs> bourbon that dropped in September or something, but couldn't get out there. Yeah, I've had other whiskeys that were finished with maple. Uh, there was an... Um, you gotta do it right. This is a Canadian one I had. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I need to try more of that stuff. Because I'm, I'm not convinced that, you know, it's, it's like 
makes it that much of a difference. I don't know. And Starlight has a couple of uh, maple finishes. Okay, so was it wood that it was finished in? Maple maple barrels? Uh, I think maple syrup. Syrup, okay. Yeah, barrels. Right. That's what I'm assuming. So like, so I don't. I'm not sure with Jay Henry's product. I, I know they have a maple finish. I can't remember if it was some the wood or syrup. Hmm. I'm assuming that it has to be syrup. So is this a buy for Dylan? This is great. I haven't had anything from Jay Henry that disappointed. Everything, if you can find it and you live outside Wisconsin, try it. Just try any one of their products. It's just, it's unique. And I love their branding too, the label and the bottle. It is so different. (laughs) If you like unsweet bourbons and unsweet ryes, this is one of my, one of my go-tos. I mean, it's, as a bourbon, I love their bourbon. It's just the perfect balance for me. Hmm. Man, the nose is really, uh, really pronounced. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm thinking that I'm getting more rye notes from the nose now than I did before. A little bit of hints of brown sugar a little bit. Yeah, but that maltiness... Mm-hmm. It's definitely prominent. That's probably why I like it so much. The malt. I, I'm Maltiness. A, I, I want to take a stab and say that I'm assuming that the malted barley has to be the dominant grain in here as far as percentage because it was so... I, I couldn't find yeah. a mash bill. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. It's probably pretty high. It's funny how they can do that whatever they want with rye. You know, it's like... It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Final uh, verdict? Okay. If I had to rate this... And I'm assuming before you rate, this is going to be kind of available sooner or later. Because I did find this at a liquor store. Other than going to the distillery and getting it. So... I'm assuming that you're going to see this like you see the other products that's on the shelf here in Wisconsin. So think about that, too. And if this was aged, so even more complex and more going on, man, that would be a that would be a high 80s for me, for sure. But because it's less than four years old, probably. I'm assuming could be four years <clears throat> everything that it does have going on for it is great but it's just not super complex or anything Mm-mm. and it's not the kind of rye even it is 50 percent, so it should be a rye should at that percentage should be something that really cuts through if you're going to use it in a cocktail which i don't think it is really meant for cocktails it's a great sipper yeah it really is I'm going to say 86. Yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 85 for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It's yeah. good. Yeah. Now, if they do a barrel-proof version of this, it's over. Oh. It is over. <laughs> That'd probably be one of our whiskeys of the year. I'm I mean, this still, this still might be a honorable mention or might be on one of, one of our list so oh. far of 2023. We, we got one more month left after November, so. Really glad they did it at 50%. Mm-hmm. Because 50% is strong, you know. It's, it's, you're not, you're not, you're not feeling that it's too watered down. Or I anything. had some, I had some spicy rice in my lifetime at 100 proof that were really spicy. Mm-hmm. Like, whoo, that's hot. Yeah, but yeah, this right here, it's just it hits you on the finish. Just dry I think if, spice on the finish. I want to say if we blinded this. I don't think uh, I will pick this as a rye. And other than that, I don't think I will say this is a product that's from Wisconsin. I would say that it's like some type of import whiskey. Like yeah, like you said, Irish or something. But you can really tell that it's virgin oak. I mean, it's not refill casks. I mean, first of all, the color... And the oakiness. There is quite a bit of oak coming through on that. And the but not sweet. Nice. color's pretty nice. Yeah, but this is their barn on the back. That's how they oh, look. Oh, okay. So before we take a break, like I said, this is a a series episode, so it's going to be another J. Henry product. All right. After the break, you're going to have to find out what it is. Dang. All right. So, like I said, this is a... Jay Henry yeah. episode. We're back from our break now. Clean our palates a little bit. Um, with some more bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was a great moment to focus on Jay Henry even more and about their blending and about Nancy Freely again about how good she's blending because we have reviewed some things that she's blended before. And to my point, I'm assuming that she probably had some type of hand in the rye decision. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it didn't say on the back of the bottle. But anyway, every year on Black Friday, which will be next week at the time of this recording, because we're recording the week before Black Friday, they come out with a anniversary blend. Who does? Jay Henry? Jay Henry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I thought it would be a good time for us to review one of those. I have the 2022, which it looks like I hardly touch. That's why we do these series. But um, next week, they're coming out with the 2023. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get one, but I was able to get last year's. And... I will explain the deeds on this one. So this has the cool, sleek, gold, black label on it. Yeah. And I'm going to read you. It's a blend bourbon. Mm -hmm. Straight bourbon. So that 22 anniversary bottle that you're looking at right now. This was... 66%. 60 (laughs) The the zero looks like it is. Oh, 60. So, So 120, so high. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I have to look that up too when I grab the bottle. I was like, man, I can't remember this being 66, but I think it's the way that the zero was wrote. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So this was a celebration for their 15 years in business in the bourbon industry. So this blend right here is a mix of five and a half to nine years old of bourbon. And like I mentioned before, blended by Nancy Fraley. And it says that nearly 10 years old, those flavor notes are enhanced and deepened. And it is a incredible blend of true craft whiskey. And I had it before and I'm like, man, speaking of craft distilleries, not in the state of Kentucky. And I'm like, wow, if you pour this... I'm like, is this from Kentucky? <laughs> I was just going to say, is this all from J. Henry? Yep, all from J. Henry, man. All from J. Henry. Wow. Great. How many bottles did they produce? Or barrels? Oh. Or... All right, let me give you this answer for this year. Hmm. Reminds me of it. Um, MGP product. It's got that. Let's see here. Kind of a sweet and aged oak. Hmm. Where did I see this? Ooh. Trying to remember how many bottles they had. Sorry, people. Hmm. This must have been finished in some something. Or a blend of. Yeah, I really don't finished. know how many bottles they have because they do limit it to one person. This kind of reminds me of a cigar blend. You know? From Starlight. Really? Yeah. Amberana? Yeah. Just like a hint of it. Not Let me smell on Amberana. Man, I just smell sweetness, man. Yeah, you know how the Amberana's got that really rich... That sweetness is crazy. Sweet wood. That is really good. Dang, I wish I could tell you how many bottles that they're going to have next week, but... So this this bottle you have here... You've had it for a whole year because they only sell it one day, or they yeah, they only it? yeah they release it Friday. Oh. And I didn't go there to release it. I, I someone got it for me. So wow, this nose is so awesome. I think that this year's. I'll tell you the deets on that. It's rich, so rich. So um. This year's will be 60.9%. I think they like that 120 proof for these blends. Hmm. Um, so this blend right here is going to range from 6 to 10 years this time. And Nancy Freely, obviously, blended it. Since the numbers just went up... <laughs> In, on both ends, J. 
just one year. It's almost like they just took the same barrels. I'm like, oh, we'll do it. We'll do the use the same exact barrels for the, but everything's a year older. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, this nose is great. High proof. The nose is great, though. Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dylan went in for his first sip. Yeah. Mm. Clean. Dense. Mouth feels great. And I'm still getting the maltiness that we got from the rye. Did he use high malt? Oh, man. It's so flavorful. Just mm-hmm. that tiniest little sip was... Whew. There's a lot going on there. That's really good. Yeah, Jay Henry, man, they they do some cool stuff, man. I do. Yeah, love them a lot. Um, And they do finishes too, like they have a cognac and a armagnac finish that's great. And then uh, they have a single barrel, um, five year, that always has a different name depending on the barrel. Like they had a old fashioned one because it literally tastes like. It was an old-fashioned in the mm. glass, but it was just a street bourbon. So they always give those particular single-barrel barrels names of what it reminds them of. But don't sleep on J. Henry, man. They are, they, are, they are really good. And it really does help when you have Nancy Freely in your corner blending stuff. Or helping you blend. And then also she's a master taster, so <laughs> ah, this one's quite a bit more sweet than mm-hmm. the one before. Yeah, sweet in the finish, just a long sweet finish. Hmm. Yeah, I get it. This got to be right up your alley. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is kind of like your sipping uh, mm-hmm. preferred profile. I'm a proof hound, man. Mm. Love high proof, and I like the lower stuff too. But they have to be a good quality whiskey for me to appreciate it. But I feel like the high proof stuff, and as you know, they have the flavor. Man, this is. I had a teaspoon of water, and uh, it's still holding up, holding strong. And this is strictly a distillery release only. Oh, you bought it there? No. Oh. I'm not going to say where I got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Someone got me the hookup. Well, this is uh, 
the most different J. Henry. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because this is sweeter yeah, sure than any J. Henry I've had. Mm-hmm. Probably because it's a proof sitting in that oak. It's kind of oaky, too. Yeah. That, that, that blend of the five and a half to nine definitely could tell. Because yeah, most of the age. stuff that they do is five, usually. Right. Doesn't sit around very long. Mm-mm. When I say sweet, but I'm comparing it to other J. Henry's. Now, if you compare this to, like, Rittenhouse Rye, it's not that sweet. Nowhere near as sweet. But it's just, I don't know, there's a dominant sweetness in the in the nose and the palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. So, I think MSRP from last year, because I think next week, bottles are going to be 135 I think I paid 120 for this one. 120, 125-ish. We're getting on that uh, midwinter's dram uh, oh. kick, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Coming out with a every year they're coming out with it. Yeah, I mean it's not the same thing, but yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. principle. But I'm talking about as far as price. This is cheap compared to me. Yeah, Jeff. yeah. Well, they they started out like that too, though, didn't they? About a hundred bucks around there. <laughs> Wasn't more it? like seventy. Seventy bucks. Yeah. And then it just kept going up. Yeah. Every year by. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I got some words for that. I got some words for that in another, another episode. Yeah, it's a mockery, man. You got you got the the latest batch, yeah. Yeah. Did you try it? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not Surprised. yet. Surprised. Mm-mm. Well, this is a great dessert. Have this after a meal. Oh yeah. It's yeah. a perfect thing for it. So, for the price that I just told you, I mean, it comes out once a year. And I'm assuming if they have bottles left over, which I doubt that they usually do, I think they usually sell out. I could be wrong. But, once a year, 125 and this year is going to be 135 With older age in it, by a year or so. Mm-hmm. Around the same proof. Is this some um, similarities to the Willet Purple Top? Really? That I think that uh, in the after in the aftertaste, like the lingering aftertaste, mm-hmm. there's some similarities. It uh, wow, it's a it's a heavy hitter. It doesn't go away. Well, Shea Henry be happy to uh, hear that. Will it purple top? You could get this for a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you like Will it purple top, you're going to like it. And Will it purple top is good, but I think we explained in that episode. It's a nice bottle to have so we can have the experience, but I don't, man, I, I, I think I could think of a lot of bottles. 
But they are single barrels too. Yeah. So see that's that's where they get you. I'm like, oh, they're single barrels too, so if they come out with another single barrel that I will see, I'm like, oh, this one might be different from the one that me and Dylan reviewed before, so I'm going to buy that one too. <laughs> That's usually where they get you. What was the age of that Willet? Nine. Nine okay, years. Okay. Yeah, there's similarities mm-hmm. between the, the, this and that one was and that. 130 proof, something like that. Mm-hmm. Great. It was yeah. great. But... Unique. Yeah, me and uh, you felt like we had better. And no discredit to Willet Purple Top at all. And I know what I paid for it. That's the thing. It's like And I'm not mad at what I paid Yeah. I'm not mad at what I paid for it because I did close to MSRP because secondary I'm not paying that. It's not worth secondary. No. If you come across it, it's not worth secondary. But as I explained in that episode, you know, we did a nine year, there's ten there's some that are 15. There's some that go up into the 20s. Those might be different animals. Right. So if I could get that close to MSRP, yeah, I would like to try those two with the higher age, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, this speaks a lot of volumes to Jay Henry and what they produce. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of get what Dylan's saying about it being kind of resembled to the purple top a little bit. Because when you said that, I'm like, you know what? When I was having a sip of this, because even though I sat on this for a year, I only had it probably like two times. Because the bottle was barely shoulder length. Yeah. And when you were talking about that, I was like, man, this tastes like something that we reviewed recently. Yeah. And when you said Purple Top, and I'm like, you know what? He's right. And it was a nine year, and this is a blend of five and a half, two nine, so... Maybe Will a Purple Top is sourcing from Jay Henry. <clears throat> Who knows? Well, <laughs> I doubt it, but yeah, but it's not not no so much on the nose or the no palette, no no but no the no. Definite yeah, the, the finish the finish is definitely right up there with Purple Top. Yeah, real similar. And that's part of the rarest bourbon that me and you or whiskey. That mean you have ever reviewed so far mm. is a purple top. Mm-hmm. And probably other stuff that people can't get that's local. So. Well. I, I can appreciate it for what it is. But you know this is this is not my wheelhouse. No, no, I know it's not. Uh, was as bourbon goes, there's a small area in the bourbon rye world that I really like, and the rest of it is like, um, it's good, you know, it's good, it's good. I, I say that a lot. It's good, but, but it's just not but, my thing. Yeah, but before you give your your score, think about the state of Wisconsin. Right, that's how. Now, that's how I'm going to agree. Good, good perspective. Yeah, that's how I'm going to score mine. This is not coming from Kentucky. This is coming from what 100 miles away. Yeah, 200 take 150 miles away. Yeah, what not that far? Close to Madison. Yeah. 
So, and it's completely made in Wisconsin, aged in Wisconsin. Wisconsin product. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Red corn once again. And there's nothing about this that goes, well, it's it's good, but it's just not as good as what Kentucky can do. Yeah. No. Uh It's right up there, shoulder to shoulder with what Kentucky can do. Mm -hmm. For sure. Which is awesome. Uh, I'm going to say an 87. I was going to 88. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 88. I love it. And it. And I, I will. You're 100% it, right on 88 because yeah. it's. It's great. Like if if I had an opportunity to get the one next week, I don't know if I will or not, because I know I'm off. But man, if you go there, the line <laughs> you're gonna have Jay Henry fans here. The line is ridiculous. <laughs> I was fortunate enough. Or you heard about the line? You weren't. You had, oh, you they posted. The they posted. Oh, they, okay, they posted. Huh? And I, I never get off because I'm a UPSer, so. You know, it took me a while to get this week off, so I'm always right, working. Right. It's busy season. Now, this is my first week of being a UPSer, my 11 years of service. <laughs> nice. I actually got this week off, but I, I wouldn't even try to attempt to go there. I mean, they'd start to release at 9 o'clock or 8, something like that. There's going to be people up in that driveway at 5 o'clock in the morning because mm. they, they wait for this moment. Mm-hmm. Black Friday is their J. Henry Day. Yeah. So, man, I was fortunate enough to run into someone that had it, and they helped me get it. Wasn't expecting it. They told me, hey, we got something special. And I'm like, wait, I thought this was only a distillery release. (laughs) That's why I'm not going to put their name out there, but they sold it to me. And I'm like, well. And that was two months later, or like, Maybe a month later after Black Friday, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to wait in line. <laughs> yeah, and I think they sold out that year. This oh, this sure. year right here. Oh, so, sure. I'm. <sighs> you know, I'm just becoming a J. Henry fan more and more over the yeah. past. After months. having this, I'm kind of contemplating like I might go because it's not that bad of a drive. But a part of me is thinking of about if I go there, I have an opportunity to go to Dancing Goat. Is that so, right around the corner? Yeah, they're not too far from each other. Uh-uh. They're not too far from each other. So, I mean, that's a good excuse. Black but Friday. I, I don't know. Yeah, Black Friday. Maybe we can go together. It's, yeah. It's an option. Kevin. I talked to Kevin. He wants to go too? Yeah, he's thinking about it because he's off too. That'd so, be a fun guy trip, mm-hmm. road trip. Well, we'll we'll discuss it. I'm assuming that Dancing Goat should be open on Black Friday. Why wouldn't they not be? I'd be highly disappointed if they're not. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But before this episode ends, there's one thing that me and Kevin did agree on. And we always talked about it at 4 o'clock on Black Friday. Twisted Path is releasing 
a barrel-proof rye. I don't think I've had anything it, from any that's what I said. from there. Kevin told me that they're up there as far as really whiskey. Huh. And we've been meaning to go there. And yeah. they're right here in Milwaukee. Yeah, I've had cocktails there at the bar. but I've never even been there, ever. I've never had any bottles from there. So they're releasing 375s. And every time they come out with a barrel-proof offering, they did a bourbon one last year, sold out in in minutes. I don't think it took an hour. Mm. I was like, is it that good? And then they have a bottle. They, they're the wow. first... They're the first Wisconsin distillery that came out with a bottle and bond product. Hmm. And they have a bottle and bond rye, which is 100 proof. And now they have a barrel proof version of that, even though it's not bottle and bond. Okay. Coming out Black Friday at 4 o'clock. Well, just to... It is a local product, and you know how local people are about <laughs> That's what I'm local saying. Product. That's what I'm saying. I want to try before I buy. Right. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So yeah, if we blame you on that. if we don't do the J Henry because I haven't had any good and I've tasted some I I know bourbons I, from I know I know what the soldiers you're talking about and I'm like and I'm gonna say it right here because we never will review it Great Lakes <laughs> Great Lakes no Kinnikinick or whatever yeah Kinnikinick nah unless it changed no because yeah. well, I know that. Dylan's not going to review a Great Lakes product, but maybe we give them a chance. They're actually doing the release too. I'm always going to give everybody a chance. So, yeah, they're you know, they're they're doing a Black. I'll come Fr- back to it. <laughs> they're doing a Black Friday release, so they're going to do a a bourbon that's been finished in Imperial Stout stuff from like Lakefront or something. But that other standard Central Standard or whatever it's called. No, that Red Cabin. Yeah, Man. that bourbon. It's oh, a bourbon, right? Yeah. I remember when it's it finished. first came out. It's finished like in wine barrels or something. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. No. They came out with a cash rent version. I was at a Super Bowl party last year. And they the, 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 the cast the cast strength version yeah. someone brought. And I'm like, okay. I know they got the regular 90 proof finish one. Not my cup of tea. Cast strength? That's me. Had it, highly disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, are you yeah. kidding me? It's almost like someone put some. It's not even high proof swill, and then pour some red cabernet in it. Yeah, it's it like, disgusting. Well, the one I had, this is probably seven years ago, six years ago, when they just started making it, <laughs> and it was. Horrible. See, it, it couldn't. Now this is my I, thing here. That's why I say Jay Henry is they're, impressive they're the, because they're, they're not the best like, to do They're it. not doing something so weird that you can't exactly. even get your head around. They they started with their own product. Same as Starlight. Those are the only two craft facilities that I know of personally that never source. And I'm pretty sure there's more out there that we like. I, I'm just calling the two from at the top of my head. Yeah. They had good products. Now, other people that start off in craft, they source until they get their regular product up to par. Yeah. And then they start releasing their stuff when their stuff is actually good. Yeah. 
this company here that me and Dylan are referring to, no, uh-huh. they went head in first. <laughs> and They're you like, want to go? What we got? You want to go head into the dirt after having their product? Like it is now. Great Lakes Kinnikinnick isn't that bad, but no, for the it's price, not as bad. I mean, at that craft distillery price, years ago, I haven't had a recent batch recently, so I, I guess I should not be too hard on them. But at the beginning. When I was getting into whiskey, I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. Then I started having more stuff, and I started getting well-knowledged in whiskey. My palate changed. And then after a while, going buying a full bottle of Kinnikinnick, I'm like, this is not great. It's not up to snuff. No. And that was years ago. It's unique, though. i got to give them that. They're they're not like... But I have heard nothing but good things from Twisted Path. And I know they make good cocktails or whatever, yeah, but yeah. as far as bottles, I'm not sure yet. I really want to experience that since it's right in me and Dylan's back door, pretty much. So we could do that on Black Friday if you want. Like I said, I'm going to be <laughs> free. I usually do the beer releases early morning Friday, which I'm finally off, finally off that day, and I get to do it. With Emily, usually my wife is the one that gives me my beer. No, oh. which sounds strange. Yeah, my wife helps they me do out. Beer a releases lot. on Black Friday too. That's why I got all my stash from. It makes sense. You know, but, Black Friday's a big shopping day. Everybody's out and about. For anyone that had wives out there that went on Black Friday releases for beer, because the husband had to work because of. I don't know what kind of job they have. Mm-hmm. This is the one time that I'm actually off to get the experience the early mornings, this and that, the waiting in line, and the liquor store did pre-orders of it today. we got to look it up and see if they're open on uh, Dancing Goat is open. Oh, yeah, we got to look it up. That sounds like a fun trip. Yeah. But. All right. Pre-orders were happening with the the beer releases today, so now I don't have to wait in line. So my wife is not happy because I didn't get the full experience like she had to do. Because now in the wee hours of the morning, yeah, someone just just dropped us up whenever. (laughs) So I got all my beer shopping out of the way for now, but I don't have to wait in line. But yeah, you know, speaking of the beer. That one you brought over, was it last year or a year before? It was expensive, but I had never had a bubble, a beer bubble, as tiny. <laughs> you know, the mouthfeel. It was like silk. It was silk. It was pure silk. Which time was it? Because I have... A, it, I, I have, think it was the uh, Goose Island. Oh, yeah. The Bourbon Counties. That's, that's what like I... $60 a bottle. That's why I did a pre-order for this year <laughs> that stuff is delicious that so it's just amazing what beer c- could be so just to let you know i have a set already i don't have to wait in line but they did well you never had the so last year they did a blanton's one so they got a beer with the blanton's top everything huh. we're gonna have to try that i, I got that, that last mean? year like you know how Blanton's look? in a barrel of Blanton's? Yeah, but the top got the horse on it. Yeah. Everything. The bag. Everything. Weird. 
So this year, they did an Angel's Envy finished. So that's going to be Asian Import, the beer. So I already got that out the way already. And then they're doing the Eagle Rare 10-year finished one. So yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. So that's all going to be next Friday. So it's a special thing. I mean, if Black you can, Friday, if you man, can find the, a beer that we're talking about, like that Goose Island. Yeah. What is it called? It's Goose Island Bourbon County. Bourbon County beer. And they they do a lot of different variants now. Okay, man, is that something? That's a. I think I actually true, had true unique experience. I think you actually tried the uh, two years ago. I think Probably during the year two. of COVID, they did a Earl Grey tea version. Yeah. And you had that one, and you were yeah. like, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a Earl Grey fan, too. Yeah, and you're like, it tastes like Earl Grey tea, but, we you know, with whiskey in it and silky. They, they make great stuff. Yeah. So, I already have this year's shipping already. Pre-order it. Nice. Now, I don't have to wait in line or anything like that, so... We got that all taken care of. All right. Another one in the bag. Jay Henry. Yeah, Jay Henry. Look him up if you've never Look had him it. up. They I don't know. Wisconsin's one of the top two oh. in Wisconsin. Maybe. Yeah, top oh. two. Tied. Because they're different. Um, well, let's, they're... let's list the top three. Top three? Oh, man. Driftless Clint. As one? No, not as oh, one. Oh, one of three. three. Oh, man. That's going to be hard for me. Because um, they Jay all... He- oh, Jay Henry, number one. Okay. No, 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 no. no. The, well, Dan, Dancing Goat for me is number one because... Dancing Goat. Jay they, Henry. They're, they're and then who's heat. the third best? I wouldn't say Driftless. I would say that... They're up to snuff, though. Now, they're making stuff that is yeah, up yeah. there on the level. Now, this is what I'm going to say. All right. I will say that it's a tie... Between Driftless and Jay Henry, but J- uh, Driftless Glenn, Glenn has like a .5 or a, another point just above him. Because Driftless, they're doing crazy finishes too. Yeah. And they're also coming out with single malts now. Right. So they're they're they're, so they're thinking more, out the spectrum. Yes, they're more of a, yeah. like, experimental. Yeah. So I give them a, a little like a fingernail <laughs> edge yeah. over Jay Henry. The thing that I like about Jay Henry, they do what traditional bourbon people like. Some traditional Very. people don't like those finishes and all that stuff. And like I said, the one finish that they did is a maple one. And like you said, for me with maple finishes, they're great. But what they taste like to me is more of a double oak hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. They, and they do the cognac, armagnac. They they do traditional bourbon stuff, but they don't source. And no discredit to Dancing Goat for sourcing, because I have them at number one in my heart. Because <laughs> they, they take that on. They love to know, <clears throat> let people know that, hey, we source from MGP. But can MGP do what we do to their whiskey? Probably so, not. So you, you your ranking goes Dancing, Dancing Goat, Goat, number one. Slight Driftless Edge. Glenn is number two. Slightly. Followed very closely, yeah. closely uh, by Jay Henry. Yeah. <clears throat> mine, Second. Mine is the other way around. Really? Almost exactly the opposite. Because 
J. Henry, just their standard bourbon. That product. But you love it. The 93 proofer? That product alone wins it all for me. You got to blind taste it against uh, buffalo trees. Uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. To see what you think about it. Uh, buffalo trace is probably going to be sweeter. Because J. Henry is dry. I like That's what I love about it. Yeah, you like it. that. So yeah. dry. I wonder, if that, just, I wonder if that has to be with the red corn. I don't know. Because that's what they use. They don't use corn. They just use red corn. That could be where that dry palate comes from. But in Wisconsin, no one can beat their standard bourbon. No. No uh-uh. one can beat it. Mm-mm. Um, Driftless Glen can't. Oh, man. Oh, uh, oh, Dancing Goat, it's almost not even fair because they're sourced from MGP. Yeah. So it, the, the thing about Dancing Goat, they do some crazy finishes. Yeah, Dancing Goat. That's what makes them. Doing their thing. And, and they finish stuff in crazy. Hey, yeah, we're going to finish this MGP bourbon in Hungarian wood. Yeah. Be like, what? How did you even get that? Right. <laughs> Yeah, and, they, so, and they're finishing a twenty-year-old something. You know, it's like yeah, what exactly? Um, but Driftless Glen, their barrel strength products, I think, is better. Like when they come out with some barrel strength stuff, it's up there. So yeah, I guess it's a little unfair for me to give. Jim and they're Henry's not source. first place because I haven't really tasted a lot of Driftless Glen stuff. And then you have their finished product that we reviewed on here. That um, oh my gosh, what was it? You gave it a pretty high rating because you said it was amazing. Oh, it was finishing uh, cherry and orange wine. Oh. The Driftless that we, we covered. But, yeah. Ah. I, it's, just, it's just my preference. Yeah, right? yeah, Their yeah, dryness, yeah, yeah. their mm-hmm. uh, classic approach to a bourbon is just... And right then I have bias. Bullseye. Like, as far right as top 10 on. distilleries that I like, the three Wisconsin breweries... Or in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Globally. Mm. As far as American. I, I gotta put Driftless, J. Henry, and Dancing Goat in there. Mm. Against the Kentucky people. They're they're in my top ten for distilleries. Now chances are that all the states around in the Midwest, let's say, mm-hmm. are doing the same thing. We just don't know about it. Breckenwood Ridge. I was talking to people from out of state. Not Breckenwood Ridge, uh, Cedar Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge, but we get that here. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to a guy down in Indiana, and I mentioned Jay Henry, and he's like, "No, I've never heard of him." <sighs> and this is a guy who buys. You know, he works at a store. Yeah, I don't know so if they do like, store picks like that. And Dancing Goat does, but it's easy for them. And then Driftless Glen does a lot. There's a lot of people that are into Kentucky whiskey and all that stuff that know about Driftless because they're they're I think they're probably the closest to making their own product without sourcing that is like spitting image of Kentucky. And that might be our yeah. next you might episode be right after that. the one that we record today after this one because I got two single barrel strength. Driftless products, a rye and also a bourbon that we got to review. Well, let me just close by saying, Jay Henry, don't change a thing. You guys are doing it perfect. Yeah, they're up there. You guys are just, it's, I I don't want you to change a thing ever. This is just, 
Your it, bourbon is perfect. We might be up there next week. Who knows? We'll see. And we'll see you next week, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or, All right. or maybe the day of this, this <laughs> yeah. comes out. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. All right. See ya.